Hi, I'm Jan. And I'm Lynn. Welcome to the second season of Lamplighters Podcasts. Lamplighters is a community that encourages women to grow in our faith through the study of God's Word. No matter who you are or where you are, no matter the time or experience you've had following Jesus, or if you haven't had any experience at all, we are grateful to be on this journey with you and look forward to becoming more of who God created us to be. All right, Jan, last week, Laura concluded the part of this study that explored the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And she had a, we had a great discussion with her about prophets, both true and false, um, ancient and modern. Exactly. So this week, we're going to turn our attention to the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. So where do you want to start? Well, we are moving now toward the promise that was alluded to in the Old Testament prophecies about the coming of the Messiah. Mm -hmm. So we're moving toward that. But today, we want to talk about the overarching theme of the New Testament. Um, In in the coming weeks, we'll get into the details of that. Good, good. Love an overview. Yeah, but this is the thing that— uh, we're going to look at because everything from here on and ties into this narrative. Okay. okay, whether it's John the Baptist acting acting as the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. Jesus, or his life and ministry and death and resurrection, or the gift of the Holy Spirit, um, Pentecost and mm-hmm. the empowering of the disciples to go and tell the good news around the Roman Empire, uh, even down to the Spirit's action in the lives of believers today. So yeah. all of that is tied together by one theme. And the theme is life. Oh. Life. So we're going to take a look today at the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life. Okay. Right? The giver and sustainer of life. Mm-hmm. Now, I was convicted last week that everybody looks up definitions except me. <laughs> so I looked up a definition of life. And because of the person I lived with, I live with, um, I looked up a medical definition. Of course you did. <laughs> so here it is. You're going to love this. Vitality. The essential condition of being alive, <laughs> mm. the state of existence characterized by such functions as metabolism, growth, reproduction, adaptation, and response to stimuli. I think next time you need to go to Merriam-Webster I um, because I can't ever decide if it's more maddening or more hilarious when I go to look up a definition. And it uses a form of the word that you're trying to get the definition for. Exactly. Life is being alive. alive. <laughs> now, that may not be the clearest definition I've ever heard, but I uh-huh. do get the point. It is something something that has life is able to grow and change. Exactly. Exactly. Um, when I was doing that little research, and I actually did go to Miriam's Wester, but I didn't use that one. Okay. All right. Uh, most of the definitions of life focus on actual physical life. Right. The, the Holy Spirit is the giver of physical life. Mm-hmm. We studied that. I mean, who can forget the breath of the Spirit blowing into the dry bones of Ezekiel's vision, right? Mm-hmm. And, and of course, we're all grateful to be alive, uh-huh. physically alive. But today, we're going to think about two other kinds of life. The first one is spiritual life. Okay. Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit creates spiritual life. It's, it's a great analogy with our physical life. You know, just as our human physical life requires our physical hearts to beat, mm-hmm. our spiritual life begins when our spiritual hearts start beating. And that requires a jump start by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So let's take an example. Um, 
let's let's use Nicodemus, okay? Because we study him this week. He's obviously physically alive. Right. He's walking. He comes to Jesus at night. He's seeking something. Yes. He's seeking the truth. And he comes to Jesus, who then astounds him by saying to Nicodemus, he has to be born again. Yeah, what in the world? Exactly. If you're thinking only in physical terms, that is impossible. Well, and it's not anything he's ever heard before. We've heard that term a million times. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's very bewildered by the whole thing. Um, he's physically alive, but Jesus knows he's spiritually dead. Mm-hmm. So he needs the power of the Holy Spirit to come really alive. Let's think about the role of the Holy Spirit here for a minute. It's mm-hmm. it's a really good image. Okay. Powerful. Um, the Holy Spirit implants the seed in Nicodemus's heart. Mm-hmm. He nourishes it. He causes it to grow. And eventually, it gives birth to faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the Spirit is opening the eyes of Nicodemus's heart and mm-hmm. enables him to see the truth of Jesus. He transforms Nicodemus from the inside out. Yeah. That's being born again. So simply put, spiritual life is life lived in and with God, and that is not possible without the Holy Spirit. Right. So think of the things internally that the Spirit does for us. Uh, we know He frees us from the power of sin and death. Mm-hmm. He knows He grant we we know He grants us the mind, the power to be able to concentrate on the things of the Spirit mm-hmm. and not just focus on our own thoughts and wants and desires. Right. Um, he gives us the power and the desire to do what we should do and to quit doing what we shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's not just life, it's peace and it's joy right. that he brings. So Scripture tells us it is through the Spirit that we can please God. Mm-hmm. So in short, the Holy Spirit transforms us mm-hmm. like he did Nicodemus, and he re- reproduces Christ in us. Spiritual life is Christ's life in us. Now, that it's not an option. Jesus tells us in Scripture that if we don't have the Spirit of Christ, we don't belong to Him. And that's a very, that's a very stark— That's black and white. It's black and white. Yeah. you got to have my Spirit. If you don't have my Spirit, you don't belong to me. So the Holy Spirit is the sign and the seal that we belong to God's family. Mm-hmm. It is by the Spirit of God that we can call God the Father, Abba, mm-hmm. Daddy— and that we are truly alive in the most uh, important and uh, significant sense. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to, because we've heard that term so much, born alive, I mean, yeah. born again, born again. Yeah. and it's kind of a trigger word for a lot of people, oh, yeah. I want to be real clear with a caution here. Okay. Um, it's not up to us to decide who the Spirit has moved in and who the Spirit has not moved in. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Jesus tells Nicodemus that the Spirit is like the wind. And we we studied that a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. The wind blows wherever the wind pleases. Mm -hmm. It's You can't tell where it comes from. You can't tell where it's going. You can't control it. You can't see it. You can only hear it Mm -hmm. and feel it and experience it. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. He brings new life wherever He pleases. Mm. It's not under 
our control. But you really can see the effect of that Holy Spirit wind. Mm -hmm. You're going to ask me for an example, right? Sure, always. (laughs) I can see the look in your eye. Um, We had a recent one, actually. My sister-in-law is a portrait artist. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. And she's really quite good. She came to visit us, and in the process of the visit, she met a friend of ours. Well, she started behaving very strangely. She was like surreptitiously taking pictures of him and moving around <laughs> and taking pictures from other angles and in the light. And what, what she was doing is she was drawn to him and she wanted to paint him, oh. right? And it was, it was like an irresistible thing with her. Yeah. I, we, we started like, oh my gosh. You know, and fortunately, our friend never even noticed what she was <laughs> doing, right? But she was driven to paint him, and she said that to us. She said, I do not understand this, but I have got to paint him. So Harold and I were laughing. We were talking about it later because it was so obvious to us, mm-hmm. is that she was drawn irresistibly to the Christ in him, mm. to the Spirit who had so filled him that she was drawn in. That man is so alive spiritually and so humble, he doesn't even know the impact he has. Yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful thing. You know, it just makes me think of the difference between living each day, you know, head down, mm-hmm. not noticing anything other than what the next task is that you need to complete. Yeah, just check sort off of, your list. Yeah, just sort of plodding robotically through the day versus that joyful approach to each day of listening for the Holy Spirit in hopeful expectation. Yeah. I mean, truly expecting something from him and not just expecting something from him, but being ready to follow his lead. Absolutely, because you know, the Holy Spirit is interruption driven. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know, in both instances, you're technically alive, right? Yeah. Even when you're plotting, you're alive. But only one of those is being spiritually alive. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, exactly right. Yeah. So that's a great, that's a great description. So you mentioned a second kind of life. So I'm curious, what is this second kind of life? Okay, this is something you've also heard before. It's abundant life. Ah. So what do you think of when you hear abundant life? Well, I would say right now, what I think of when I hear abundant life is I think of community. I think of family and friends and laughter and love and just being together. And I think, I think that especially now because of the past year and a half we've been through when that's been mm. so, you know, so um, non-existent in our lives Absolutely. because we've been separated by this pandemic. So it hasn't felt very abundant to be separated from those people that I love. Abundant is not a word I use very often, Yeah. but the definition, mm-hmm. Merriam-Webster's, mm-hmm. if you want to know, is existing or available in large quantities, Mm, plentiful. I love that. Mm -hmm. I also think of family. I have a large family like you have. Uh And all of the activity and the swirling and the the love and the fights even and Uh the, you know, the Christmases and the Thanksgiving when we have so much food and it's it's abundant. Everything about it is abundant. Mm -hmm. But that made me think about what a what about the people who don't have community? Right. Who who don't have friends or family, who even who are food insecure, they don't have enough food. Yeah. Does that mean they are excluded from the abundant life? And mm. no, that's just not how God operates. Yeah. So let's reframe that a little bit. Jesus tells us in John 10:10, 10, 10, 
He says, I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Mm-hmm. The message translates that I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. So in a sense, abundant life is something we almost can't describe oh. because it's better than we ever dreamed of, yeah. right? But in that verse, John 10, 10, Jesus tells us three things about abundant life. The first thing is that it's real. Mm-hmm. It actually exists. It's true. It's not imagined or pie in the sky or dreamed up. Um, it's solid gold. It's not, um, you know, like fake gold or mm-hmm. diluted gold. Um, and it's lavish. There's a lot of it. Yeah. So that's the first thing. It's real. The second thing is it's eternal. Mm-hmm. It begins the moment we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and continues throughout eternity. So we right now in this moment, in this recording studio, are living in eternity right now. Mm-hmm. And that will never end. It's not a physical thing. Right. It's almost a, it's a spiritual thing. Um, one of our pastors at memorial services or funerals has a habit of saying that the person, when we die, we simply step from life into greater life. Oh, that's a beautiful thought. I know. I love that. It's just, it's, it, it's not, your life doesn't end. It continues in a different way. Mm-hmm. More abundantly. Uh, more abundantly. <laughs> Abundant life is eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and it, the third thing he says in that verse is that it's, it's his desire for us. It's his desire. He came so that we can have this abundant, abundant life. And it's not just for like religious superstars, mm-hmm. but it's for you and me and yeah. just regular people. He wants every single one of his followers to have this abundant life. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill Williams, one of our pastors, has a favorite saying that I will quote to you uh, from St. Irenaeus, who's a second century Greek bishop. Oh, that makes me feel so erudite. I didn't read that. <laughs> Jill told me about it. Uh, the quote is this, the glory of God is man fully alive. Mm. The glory of God is man fully alive. So when do you feel most fully alive? Well, I will say I've already alluded to it um, when we were talking about a, abundant life. Very recently, I had the opportunity and great blessing to stay with my grandkids for 10 days. Um, And it was exhausting, I will admit. But I felt so full of joy and life because I was in the moment Mm. with them. And that doesn't happen. I mean, I would love to say I lived every every day in the moment, but so often I don't. But there's something about being with children. They're five and eight right now. That oh, just you just live in that joy, yeah. um, whether they're getting along or fighting, it doesn't really matter. So being around, you know, the people that I love, just being with them, no matter what we're doing, that doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. It just it makes me feel joy and and love and you feel fully yeah, alive. I do. I do. I, feel I think fully one of the alive. beautiful things about children is they are so in the moment, absolutely, that you can't not be right. in the moment right. when you are with them. Well, I was I would say the same thing is being with people that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a, a step beyond that or something else that would add to me feeling fully alive is when I am privileged to have significant conversations with people. Yeah. One on one. And I mean 
conversations about things that matter. Right. Not just social chit chat, uh-huh. but what's really on people's hearts and what's really on their minds and their struggles. And that that is something maybe because of my spiritual gift, I don't know. Right. But that is something that really makes me feel fully alive, especially if I can share that good news yeah. Uh, yeah. with them. So that's an important. Okay, so we've shared that, but notice what uh, John ten ten does not mention. We didn't mention it either when we were talking. I know what you're gonna. I know what you're <laughs> gonna bring up because it's the thing that makes this so hard. I think for everyone, exactly. and that is our circumstances. Precisely, hmm. abundant life does not depend on our circumstances. Um. Abundant life is not a guarantee against suffering and hurt and pain and disappointments and all of that other stuff that we live through as human beings. Because on earth, you know, it's not all sunshine and roses and it never will be. Right. So what does that mean for abundant life when we're in the midst of really, really dark times? How can we actually have abundant life? Mm -hmm. Well, the how, obviously, is by the power of the Holy Spirit. The, the key to abundant life is the passionate pursuit of Jesus Christ. That's a quote, and I can't give you who said it, but I've, I loved the way that was phrased. It's the Holy Spirit that draws us into that pursuit. Yeah. We can't so do the, it on our own. No, we cannot do yeah. it on our own. We don't even want to do it on right. our own. Right. So the how is the Holy Spirit. The why of abundant life is that it depends on a relationship, and that relationship is with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Abundant life is the experience of Christ's own life in us and through us. And there are lots of things that go along with that. Uh, One is just the fullness of God's love. Um, Bob Goff, Mm -hmm. author of Love Does, says, God is crazy wild about you. And experiencing that, that beauty of that relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the the joy that comes from belonging to him, the freedom that comes from living in his power is abundant life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't exhaust any of those gifts, mm-hmm. which is amazing to me. Um, we experience abundant life also, we referred to earlier, when we kind of have the soul satisfaction of suffer of functioning in our gifts. Yeah. We're doing what we know God created us to do. Right. And that feels abundant. Um, it's... It's kind of joy and strength for our mind, heart, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, even though all of those words I've just used were pretty active verbs, sometimes, because of the funny ways the Holy Spirit works, He requires us to wait. Mm-hmm. He just says, Jan, be still. Just be still. Sit. So sometimes He calls us to serve by actually doing nothing. Serve by doing nothing. And that, too, is the abundant life because it's life abiding in Christ. We are looking to Him not as a Savior whom we need, not as a subject of Bible study. Just We are just being with Him. We are just abiding with Him. And that is abundant life. It's um, trust-filled waiting, trust-filled action, all in the power of the Holy Spirit, just like Christ. And doesn't that sound fabulous. Yeah, it does. Sounds too good to be true almost. (laughs) And I think, I mean, I think um, 
yeah, I know what that means. I have felt that before. There Mm. is a real sense of peace and a sense of joy that you don't even know. You're like, why do I feel this good? Mm -hmm. You know, and and you Mm -hmm. sort of, and it doesn't mean nothing is going on in your life that's, you know, difficult, but there's just a real peace, I think, that you have about it. There's a richness to it. There is, there is. But, you know, that's not how I feel every day, Jan. Oh, I'm shocked, Jan. <laughs> so <laughs> what happens? And sometimes it's it's not every day. Sometimes it can be weeks or months yes. where I don't feel that abundant life. So yes. what about that? What about when I'm not feeling it? Well, I think there are several things to remember. The first of which is it's not up to us. Yeah. You know, the Spirit is the one who is going about shaping us and forming us into the image of Christ. And it takes time. It takes various methods. He knows what we need. Uh He knows when we need to, in essence, feel that abundant life Mm -hmm. and when we we don't need to feel it. And so it's already up to Him. We can cooperate with Him, Mm -hmm. but it's the Spirit that's in charge of the work. So the first thing is don't panic. The second thing is when you're not quite feeling the abundant life is to be open. And, And by that, I mean really open, really open and willing to be filled filled by the Holy Spirit. That's kind of a scary thing if you think about it. Yeah. It can be a little bit. But we have to be willing to go where the Spirit blows us, if mm-hmm. you will. Now, mm-hmm. that's easy to say when things are going well, mm-hmm. but it's much harder for me to live into that trust and that openness when I'm in times of darkness or in times of pain. Right. Um, I found an image several, several years ago in an old, old devotional classic entitled Streams in the Desert. And the woman who was writing that day's uh, offering put it this way. She said, do you find yourself at this very moment surrounded with needs and nearly overwhelmed with difficulties, trials, and emergencies? Here's the kicker. Each of these is God's way of providing vessels Mm. for the Holy Spirit to fill. In other words, every circumstance in our life, the good ones and the ones we are not so happy about, every circumstance in our life is a vessel for the Spirit's filling. And if you look at it that way, it's just, it's a little bit different. It is different, and it's it's an opportunity because, you know, circumstances are. You can't get out of circumstances. Most of they, them. They're, but, I mean, all you're, yeah. you're in a circumstance, whether it's a good one or a bad one, you're in one That's all true. the time. So if you are feeling that lack of abundance, um, I mean, for me, I would say my first, my first stop is to look at how far I've strayed. Mm-hmm. How is my relationship right now going? with Jesus Christ, because yeah. chances are it's, uh, it's lacking. Um, and, and that's, you know, in good circumstances and bad circumstances. So, you know, if I can get that back um, and, and remember when I'm right there in his spirit with him, that yes, mm-hmm. he's going to use this too, and it's going to be a gift. Well, for me, it's, it, it, it was just a way of reframing circumstances, yeah, yeah. is to look at them as a vessel for the Holy Spirit to fill with whatever the Holy Spirit wanted to fill it with. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know? um, okay, the third thing to remember about that when you're not feeling the abundant life, um, and I've used this illustration before, it's about a well in West Texas. Mm-hmm. Now, water in West Texas is held in an underground reservoir. Mm-hmm. We have aquifers in Central Texas, right? 
But to get it, you have to dig a well and you have to lower a pump and you have to set a tower and you have to put a fan on top of the tower, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So for the f- pump to work, to bring the water to the surface so that deer and birds and people and cattle and stuff can drink it, uh, the fan blades at the top of the tower have to be unlocked because if they're not, they don't swing into the wind. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. So you see where this is going. I do, yes. <laughs> the wind turns the fan, mm-hmm. the rods pump, the water spills out into the tank or the trough, and you've got living water. Now, Jesus tells us in John 7, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And whoever believes in me, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Rivers. Mm-hmm. That's abundant. Yeah. lavish, yeah. Um, thirst-quenching, life-getting water. That is a huge promise that the Holy Spirit will produce Christ's own life in us, and then He will pump Christ's own life out of us. Ah, yes. So the third thing is this. Sure, this is going on too long. When you don't experience the abundant life we've described today, you need to take a look at that will. It may be that the fan hadn't been unlocked. Yeah. It may be that your rods are broken and they need some help. It right. may be that the tower is off center. It may be that the pump's not working at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong with that system, right? right? Your pipe may be clogged. You are full of living water always, but it may not be flowing. Oh. So the point is to unclog the pipe. Now, you're going to ask me how you do that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Here's the deal. Give it away. Give it away. No matter how little you think you have, give away whatever you've got. And that means love, joy, peace, forgiveness, acceptance, friendship, money, time, a word of encouragement, whatever it is, whatever you have received, give it away. And that river of living water will start flowing again in abundant life, in your life, and flowing over to bless the people around you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. Sorry, I got a little yes. enthusiastic there. No, because I'm, no, I'm sitting here thinking that's absolutely the truth. We all know. We've all felt that. How much more? It's that trite old saying of it's far better to give than receive, mm-hmm. but it's so true yep. because and often it's not our first, our first reaction is to just cling tighter to it and think, I don't have enough to get away. I'm, I've got this much energy left and I cannot give it to anybody else or I won't function. Mm-hmm. But then you go and you, you use that to help someone. And all of a sudden, your energy has been tripled. It's and you're flowing just thinking, again. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, why do I spend so much energy cl- clinging, literally clinging on and holding on to what I think I don't have enough of. Exactly. When I would just open and release and let that go and just be blessed abundantly by mm-hmm. more of it. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's a lot to think about. <laughs> so what should we what should we leave our friends to ponder this week? Well, I think it's exactly what we just talked about. Um, what is the spirit prompting you? to give away this week? What do you need to unclench your hands around 
and be able to let it go. So what is the spirit prompting you to give away this week? This is going to be interesting. I can't wait to hear. I know. Mm. All right. Until next time. <laughs>